movies in 4K. Welcome to episode 37. I am Bill Shetty. I'm Lady Phantom. And we're getting into the news. All right, what do you got this week, Phantom? Well, this is something that I find rather funny. It's cool. It's in Germany. As it happens, they released this past Saturday an ad in which they hailed the couch potatoes as heroes of the coronavirus pandemic. They released this ad. It's really cool. It's a short video in which there's this elderly man that is recalling the service to the nation and he go he goes like oh i remember i had just turned 22 when i was studying engineering when the second wave hit at this age you want to party study get to know people go for drinks with friends yet fate had different plans for us then it switches like to a flashback of him being a, a young man with dramatic music an invisible danger threatened everything we believed in Suddenly, the fate of this country lay in our hands. So we mustered all of our courage and did what was expected of us. The only right thing. We did nothing. Absolutely nothing. Being as lazy as raccoons. (laughs) And so it goes. So it's just a, a funny ad that highlights how the best thing to do in this uncertain times is nothing. Basically, just stay home. <laughs> That's it. But I'll bet you even couch potatoes get tired of not being able to go out because they can't. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, this is not easy. But uh, it's it's so difficult, you know, because you do want to go out and, and everything, but you just can't. <laughs> or you shouldn't. You go. Mine's lighthearted, too. And I want to ask Phantom about this because I don't know where this story came from, but Donnie Wahlberg from Blue Bloods and was in some of the Saul's and many other movies left a $2,020 tip to a IHOP waitress. Wow. So my question is, where did this story come from? Oh, who said something? Because the Phantom and I have talked about this before. Some of these people that donate a lot of money, like say it themselves and like they put it out. And I know the Phantom really don't like that. Oh, I hate that. Yeah. My guess is that the waitress said something or or not him. Basically. So, yeah. Okay, he has been known to do this before. He left 2000 back in 2017 to another restaurant or something like that. But I thought it was interesting how these big tips, you hear about some of them on the news and stuff. And when people make donations, these stars, like it seems like they're so self-centered and want everybody to know about it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I like the ones where you never hear about it. So, I mean, if the waitress said something or the restaurant called in the local news agency and said something and it went over the country, fine. But, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't like when they self-promote themselves like um, Sean Penn has done many times. Insufferable. No, I I tend to, I mean, I I don't know, but I, I tend to believe, I mean, of course, nobody knows, right? Especially like famous people like listen it's not like you know them but i mean like we've seen their show their Wahlburgers show and well i mean the guy has been around since i was young because we are i mean he's older than, than i but we are not that separated in age and I don't think he's the he's the kind of person to self-promote. I really doubt yeah, it. He doesn't come across that way. He's not like his brother Mark, who does. And even Mark, but. I don't think he would. But but he, uh, my guess is maybe the waitress told someone, and that someone just spread the word, and somehow it came to to be of the knowledge of the news, or who knows. But I really doubt that it was him. Well kudos to donnie Wahlberg. spread that money around there buddy all right let's move on <laughs> Viva Las Vegas. all 
right, this week we're covering a 2013 movie called Last Vegas. Who stars in this one, Phantom? We have Michael Douglas, Robert De Niro, Morgan Freeman, and Kevin Klein. Yes, this movie starts with four kids, and they're being bullied. And they steal a bottle of wine, I think it is, or some sort of mm-hmm. whiskey, whatever yeah, it is. Some... But they band together and they make a pact right there. And this little opening scene only lasts a couple minutes and then it jumps 58 years later. <laughs> yes. So they're all supposedly around 70. Yes. Now, some of these actors aren't. Morgan Freeman's actually almost 80. And you can tell here he is older than the other ones. Yes. And Kevin Klein, I think he's younger. Just, and Michael Douglas yeah, is younger. Uh huh. Yeah. So, what's happening is Michael Douglas is getting married. So, he calls Kevin Klein and Morgan Freeman and lets them know well, they want to put together a bachelor party in Las Vegas. And we learn right up front that he's on the outs with Robert De Niro. Mm -hmm. He doesn't want to go. So they have to force him to go, Morgan Freeman and Kevin Klein. And there's a story with that. We're not going to get into that. But they end up arriving in Las Vegas, and it's primarily set there, which is great. It takes place, was it the Aria? Yes. We've seen this about a week ago. Yes, it was the Aria. Okay, but they do arrive and want to stay at binions which is the old horseshoe (laughs) and they didn't make reservations so they can't stay there but on their way out of binions they stop by this little nightclub thing and meet mary steenberg and she's Mm -hmm. a singer yep she plays a key role in this and then they go check in and blah 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 Now, what we can describe, Lady Phantom, we should, is each one of the characters. Yes. That they're playing. I'll start. I'll take one. You take one. And we'll go back. Uh, Michael Douglas, who I would say is in it the most. It revolves mainly around him. He's wealthy. He lives on the West Coast. Oh, all four of these people live in different places. Mm -hmm. He's wealthy. He's never been married. He's kind of snooty and snobby like i'll say but he's very elegant like the ultimate plate boy yeah he's very professional he's the one of the four that's made a lot of money and isn't afraid to show it so that's his character Mm -hmm. who do you want to take well we have robert de niro he was married actually to a girl that also played a key role when they were younger but she died and since she died, he has done nothing with his life. Like, he doesn't even wash the dishes in his house. He lives in the eternal bathrobe all the He's time. He's like a hermit. Yeah, like he and very is serious. super grumpy. Uh-huh. That's basically him. Okay, and then I'll take Morgan Freeman, who has had some medical conditions, and his son is a hawk over this guy. <laughs> Like, he tells him what to do, what not to do, stay in bed, don't go out. He's really worried about his father and stuff like that. But Morgan Freeman wants to have fun and kind of goes behind the son's back. Well, he actually does go behind the back, even though he's an old man. But there is one scene before we get to the last character I want to talk about is because To go to this Las Vegas bachelor party, he has to sneak out and not let his son know. (laughs) And he's jumping out of a window, and you figure the way it's filmed that he's jumping from a two-story building or something. But no, it's like 10 feet off the ground, and it just goes to show how old he is. Yeah, not even. And it was comedy. It was fun. Yeah, it was like four, three feet. It 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 was really good. Right. Okay, so the last one's Kevin Klein. Kevin Klein is for, I mean, it looks like he's the youngest or one of the youngest. He is a man who is married and he's deeply in love with his wife. And it's funny because like she knows where he's going and she's fine with it. And also she gives him a pass. Like she gives him this little piece of paper that he unfolds when he is leaving at the airport. And it has a little pill of Viagra and a condom. 
And she basically tells him that she knows he wants to have fun and everything. And it's been rough in the last year. So basically he says, you can go and hook up with someone. Yes. And he, the whole movie's looking for that. Yes. Pretty much. Yes. Um, I don't want to go in any further. We can talk about the Vegas stuff because that's what we do. <laughs> Everything shot there on location, downtown. They even go to around New York, New York. There's a mm-hmm. like waterfall light place. In the casinos, mostly, you see some gambling. You see nightclubs. You see rooms. They get, <laughs> I don't want to go into this, but they end up getting the master suite, the presidential suite at Aria. Yeah. You know, and it's a gorgeous, you know, almost like a house. Yeah, it's beautiful. And they party in there and stuff. And, and they go to the buffets. Yes, they go to <laughs> buffets, which are no longer. And you see this conflict because there's a constant conflict with De Niro and Michael Douglas. That comes full circle. You learn about that. But it's just fun, funny. I wasn't super enthused with it, Phantom. I mean, I liked it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I, what's your thoughts on the movie? I loved it. Did I laughed you? so much. I thought it was really funny, especially Kevin Klein. He has some perfect comedic timing. He is really good. And all the others, I mean, they, they do a good job. I mean, Morgan Freeman, he's always fine. He reminds me a lot. I mean, this character he played of another movie that he did with Jack Nicholson, which I love, which is The Bucket List. And it is a great movie. It's a lot of fun. But this one was more funny than fun, than just fun. And it's like heartwarming and... Gets serious at a it time. It gets serious. Very yeah, little point. up uh-huh. towards the end. Yeah, but it's a, it's, it's a, a comedy that really rings true like it 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 feels very honest and i really like that this movie reminded me of and i'm not gonna remember it was with tommy lee jones donald sutherland they were air force pilots clint eastwood i think and they had to take a trip to the moon or something at their old age and they could and it was a similar type thing four old friends that had to do a mission, basically. There's no mission here. But it's just all the comedy interactions of these old people, uh-huh. you know, <laughs> going around life, basically. But it reminded me of that movie. And if you remember that, leave that on the guest book. I cannot remember the name of that. With those stars I name, you should be able to figure it out. So let's wrap this up, Phantom. For Las Vegas footage, this one is probably the one that has the most of all the ones we covered mm-hmm. oceans 11 would be pretty close to this but this once the beginning prelude starts they end up landing at the uh, airport which there is airport scenes there too very quick mm-hmm. so you have a two-hour movie probably a good hour and 40 minutes all in vegas and shot which is very cool it's modern. It looked like today's time. You didn't see no old hotels or nothing like yeah. that. So that's cool. But for me, I'm going to go with a 6.5. A lot of funny things. I did laugh a lot in this movie. I liked the story somewhat. Michael Douglas, I'm not a big fan of his either. Um, Robert De Niro was so serious, and it was his character, and there was a lot of comedy around that but I think he overdid it a little bit. And I liked Morgan Freeman probably the best too. His character and with his son, I thought that was a nice little arc he had because he ends up standing up for himself. So 6.5 rental. I don't think you need to watch this again. But for one time, it was good. Well, I loved it. I really did. I thought it was very heartwarming, very lighthearted at the same time. I liked all the characters and I really enjoy this kind of movie in which like older friends get together. I don't know. It it might be because it reminds me a little of my dad and his friends. Like when we went to reunions where he saw his old Navy pals and, and stuff. It was so much fun. 
So this, I think in some ways it reminds me of that maybe, like the way old men relate to each other. This is, I, I find it a lot of fun. So to me, this movie is an eight out of 10. And I think you should own it because it's fun. I mean, to watch every once in a while when you just want to laugh a little and see good performances, hell, why not? And final thing, this is rated R. There is some full frontal nudity going on in this and mm -hmm. stuff. I mean, but it's not dirty or anything like that. Yeah. But there you have it, Last Vegas. Let's get to our feature. superhero time captain marvel from 2019 listed in three genres action adventure science fiction i want to add fantasy <laughs> i don't <laughs> no no why you know i will never put fantasy in a superhero movie i mean i equate we had fantasy no problem with aquaman and fantasy well yeah that's true That's true. But then again, I don't know. I equate fantasy more with like other stuff, Lord of the Rings stuff, Harry Potter stuff. I don't, I don't know. But yeah, okay, let's put fantasy in it. I think we should. Now, I did research this a little before, and typically superhero movies, what I gathered are either sci-fi or fantasy or both. I understand the difference on a movie like Aquaman, which had a lot of fantasy lands. This one has fantasy worlds, so it's more science fiction but and outer aliens. space. But it's still fantasy. But they're aliens and But I do spacecrafts. understand how some classify it. This is definitely more science fiction. What happens to her is science fiction, and she comes from another planet, and there's other worlds and stuff, but... It's up to you. Do you want to add fantasy? Do you not think it's a fantasy movie? Personally, I don't want to add fantasy. Okay, we won't. Who directed this? Anna Bowden and Ryan Flick. Yes, a woman. I think this is notable as one of the first women to direct a, a Marvel movie. Okay. Yeah. And the first pair after the Russo brothers who directed many other Marvel movies. All right. And who stars in this? We have Brie Larson, basically, Samuel L. Jackson, and Ben Mendelsohn. Okay, synopsis. Carol Danvers becomes one of the universe's most powerful heroes when Earth is caught in the middle of a galactic war between two alien races. Do you like that? Yeah, in the very, very general sense, yeah. Do you want to add anything to it? Just a it's not. Yeah, it? it's not like... She get. I mean, there is a war. There is an accident. And in that accident, she gets her powers very much like in Fantastic Four style. I, I would say that reminds me a little of that. And she becomes pretty much the most powerful superhero in the world. Yeah. Yeah, it's... I mean, it, it's, it's just... It's really a, small one sentence. It's, I don't know. We'll go with it. We'll just start. This movie starts with her, Brie Larson. She's 30-ish. Starts right here. She's learning to fight with Jude the guy Law. you didn't mention. Yeah, with, yeah, with Jude Law. <laughs> Who's That's a right. key player in this. He's a Cree. Yeah, and they're in this land, this other planet. Hala. It's Hala. Hala. They're called Crees, K-R-E-E. -E. That's a race, These yeah race of people and he's teaching her how to fight but by not using her power he wants her to use her emotions first without using her special abilities because you see right up front 
there's like lightning coming out of her and stuff like that. Yeah, he wants to he wants her to keep her emotions in check. Okay, after this little fighting montage learning episode, which is very quick, 10 minutes maybe, they have to fight these scrolls mm-hmm. that are their nemeses. Yeah, they have this rescue mission. They have to go rescue someone who was abducted by the scrolls in this other place, but I don't remember what that place is. And these people are shapeshifters. They can turn into other people. Mm-hmm. Their look looks like a creature i've seen in many a things i'm not going to be able to pop it off but like star trek and star wars describe their look when they don't shape shift basically they are green they have very pointy ears spockish uh uh-huh their their faces all wrinkly like if you have seen the green goblin from spider-man that's the closest thing i can think of yes but during the whole movie They can change into other beings, other humans, Mm -hmm. and that's an ongoing thing. So during this battle with the scrolls, she ends up on Earth. Just put it like that. Uh Yeah. And this is when some of the comedy starts happening because of her suit. It looks like a scuba suit or something to that effect. And she's trying to get away from them, survive, of course, and they follow her there. She meets Samuel L. Jackson, who you think is like some sort of cop, but what is he? He works for S.H.I.E.L.D., which those people who know about that will know what it is. But it's basically an agency that works with threats from this world. And as from here, it will be also threats from other worlds to this planet. Okay, so I'm going to let Phantom take over and describe the story more like what's going on here in general well this girl carol danvers they called her veers and there's a reason for that and you find out in the movie but she is from earth it's just that she lost all memory of where she came from and when she ends up on earth she somehow finds out who she is because they're investigating this uh, accident she wants to know who a person is that she keeps seeing in some visions back in Hala. and is played by Annette and Benning. Benning exactly but she has no idea who this person is or why she is seeing her but in the course of the movie we discover who this person was and she also reconnects with her best friend, who she stopped seeing six years prior, but she has no idea who she is. So she slowly remembers who she was. And she also learns things about her past and about the Cree and about the scrolls and how really nothing is the way it looked superficially. Yes, another key aspect is the scrolls and Cree. I don't want to go too much into it. They're looking for this power source cube thing. Mm-hmm. That's really what they want. Yes. And it has to do with them finding that too and what that signifies and the battle between both races of aliens on Earth. Now, this is set place in 1995. A lot of music from that era, all the cars from that area, the dress and stuff like that. Um, what else, Phantom? <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I mean, we pretty much wrapped the whole story up. There's a lot of action scenes of fighting yes. battles between them. Also, like, I think this is a very, like, for someone who hasn't seen Marvel movies, this is a very good place to start, actually, because... It is one of the the one if you do it chronologically, it would be not the first one, but it's a good start to to start to to think about all this universe because the the power source they find at some point she says they call it the Tesseract. And the Tesseract is major in all the it's one of the infinity stones in all this Marvel universe. And it's 
I mean, it features Nick Fury, Samuel L. Jackson, who is in a lot of other Marvel movies, especially the Avengers movies, before he lost his eye. So we get to see why he lost the eye and what happened to him, which is hilarious, by the way. And that's it. The, yeah, as you said, I think we, like, we tap danced as much as we okay, could. Okay, this is only the second or third superhero movie we cover. And I think with these, we should cover how good the story is of how they got their power or who they are or why they became powerful. And this one, I think it's stupid. <laughs> I'm just going to say it up surprise, front. Surprise, surprise. We don't want to say how in case you haven't seen this movie. I mean, this is a new movie. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure not everybody's seen this movie. Yeah. I mean, if you like Marvel movies, I'm sure you've seen the movie. But what did you think of how she gained her power? Because that's what's funny. And this one outside of the scrolls that can shapeshift into another human being, a la Terminator-esque, I want to say. And we're going to uh -huh. go into the CGI yeah. in a minute. Nobody else really has powers. She's the only one that has powers. Yeah. I mean, she shoots flames from her hands. Energy. And mm -hmm. Yeah, and doesn't even have, you know, it just comes out of her hand. It's <laughs> whatever. But I just, how she got this power is so stupid to me. But anyway, you liked it. Yeah, I mean, I think this is a very clear difference between DC and Marvel. Like, typically, not always, but typically in DC movies, superheroes already have something. You know, like, I don't know, Wonder Woman is an Amazon. Uh, Superman is from Krypton. Like, all these things, they are already there. You know? Of course, you have Batman who, <laughs> I mean, his superpower is that he has a lot of money, right? But like in a lot of Marvel movies, it's like they become something. Like something external happens to them and they right, become an accident the superhero. Like Incredible Hulk. And an accident, like yeah. It can be something intentional. It can be a suit, Iron Man style, for example. I mean, but the point is that they, it's not like they already have said superpower, except for Thor, maybe because he is a god. Okay, but back you to know? this, Phantom, did you like it? But yeah, I mean, the thing is that in order to like this, you have to completely not be, I mean, you, you have to suspend your disbelief. I mean, you have to. And I really liked the way this happened. But, hey, that's just me. <laughs> All right, let's get into the technicals. What do you want to say there? Okay, these scrolls that change into humans so they can disguise themselves. It was okay. It was so fake looking to me, and I think 4K really highlights this. But, you know, when they're changing... Usually you've seen when they're changing back from human into their scroll form. It, it was very computery and so obvious. And I, I know it's superhero and fantasy, blah, well, blah, I blah, don't blah, know. blah, blah. But it just didn't look real at the, all. That's the only the thing point. I can say about that is they base themselves on the way that an octopus changes colors and and like changes itself to look like something else that's what they took as a as a reference and yeah absolutely i mean it's not like it looked real but it didn't look that bad either i right. thought it, was, it looked some, fine and that's what i'm trying to say with these type of fantasy superhero movies i understand you suspend your disbelief you have to to be in these worlds this is stuff that doesn't happen can't happen but I want good visuals like in Terminator 2, you know, when they're changing where it does look as real as possible. And mm -hmm. this whole movie, pretty much, I thought I was watching a video game. <laughs> oh, but it's you have to accept that it's nowhere as video gamey as Aquaman. It's no, just not. I, no, I think it's more. I, I disagree completely. No, because I mean, yes. the world's created there. I mean, these are all really fantastical worlds with really weird creatures and stuff. These are really human-like beings 
just with small differences a la Star Trek and stuff. No, I want it more real. So I would tend to err on the side of Aquaman so fantastical, fine, better than this. Well, I mean, I'm just talking about the way it looked. Yes, like sometimes you see a shot of a city in Hala or something, and yeah, it looks... I mean, the CGI is very, yes, very all clear. all the space scenes were terrible. No, I disagree. I just say that in some points, yes, it looked very CGI-y, but I think it's better done than in Aquaman. Well, okay, you can say that. Talking about the space scenes, I thought were very poor. It was unbelievable to me. It was like I was watching a fantasy movie. Um, her powers... <laughs> They did such quick cuts again in a movie with her action scenes. I thought it was terrible, Phantom. Like, literally. Okay. Like, they, she never had hand-to-hand combat like John Wick, which we've just covered all three of them. Like, so poorly choreographed and the melding of the fantasy computer elements with the real action was fake as hell. Well, what can I say? I mean, she did fight. I mean, the, the, the choreography was real. Maybe they should have used slow motion because, I mean, she was fight. I mean, they Are were fighting. Are you agreeing with the hard cuts when she was twirling and stuff like this? You, they showed very fast camera work, and you really didn't see what was going on. That is true. Uh, yeah, that, that is true. I would have liked maybe some slow motion to to really see what was going on, but I don't think it was badly done. Okay. Music is the one good thing in this, even though I don't like the particular soundtrack superhero music. The actual sound effects were done well. Mm-hmm. That's probably my biggest positive in this movie. The characters, there's nothing special here. And I got to say this. I think this girl was so poorly miscast. She had so much lack of emotion. I know it goes along with maybe some of the story and what she's went through. But she had this pose most of the time in this face that she made many, many times, an hour into the movie when she's just standing there or receiving information or maybe having a flashback or something and she just lacked charisma emotion i just didn't think she was very good at all phantom well i liked her i mean i i like her style that's all i can say and i think in general the acting in this movie was good it wasn't stellar <laughs> i mean i i don't think the acting is stellar but I think it's decent. So would you say, you've seen all the superhero movies, you would say that her superhero charisma personality is on par with all the others? No. No, I wouldn't go that far, definitely. I mean, I like her. I, I like her style. I think many things she says are very funny in the way she says that, but that's me. You know, I, I like her style, but I would never say that she is on par with, I don't know, Chris Evans or Robert Downey Jr. or Chris Hemsworth. I mean, like, no. I'm not talking about acting ability. I'm talking about what this character's put in. <laughs> to me, I think that would be so important in a superhero movie. You want someone who has a great personality and you understand yes, what agree. they're feeling just with their face without talking. Yeah, and I will, this girl was terrible. I will say this to, and and it's something that I I really think. I think she was okay, but I also think that I don't know how to say this. Maybe she is Brie Larson, you know, acting as Captain Marvel, or in this case, uh, well, Carol Danvers, whatever, as opposed to. <laughs> I don't know, Robert Downey Jr. or Chris Evans, who, like, you see them in these movies, and I believe to my core 
that they are Iron Man and Captain America. Yeah, that's the point. I mean, that's in so, any yes. movie you want to be able to believe they are who so, they yeah, are. So yeah, I agree. I mean, we covered way. Aquaman and that guy's full of personality. The one thing, like I said in that, is I think the guy's super arrogant and he hammed it up on screen, but he had personality and fun times and things during the fight scenes and it was believable he was that character. And if you don't believe they're that, I mean, I believe Christopher Reeve was Superman. I mean, it comes down to that. It just comes down to acting ability. And I don't care if the director say, okay, act this way. You got to put yourself into that character. And this character was so bland and emotionless and I could care less about this woman. Yeah, I would say like, but it's also a little bit unfair because I mean, in my case, because I mean, you have two movies with Captain Marvel, this one and Endgame, as opposed to four, five, six movies with other characters. Like you've gone to know them so well. That is true. Yeah, that I mean, super personality. You can tell what she's thinking just by her face. You don't even need to talk. This yeah, girl that is true. Had yeah. the same look the whole movie, and it wasn't a face I liked. So, well, yeah, that's that's the thing. Uh huh. But I mean, as I said, I mean, I do. It's not that I believe to my core that she's Captain Marvel. Also, it's not like I mean, she is one of the lesser known superheroes. But whatever. You know, but I do like her style. And then, like, she gets paired with uh, Samuel L. Jackson, who I thought was fantastic in this movie. And you see a lot of him, as opposed to in other movies in which you just, like, he makes a a cameo or something. Or you do see more of him. But here, it's like back when, when Nick Fury wasn't Nick Fury yet. He, he, He was not, like, a V nick fury in a in shield so i mean i i do like it in general i do all right let's wrap this up final thing i'll say i thought this movie ended abruptly like (laughs) i was expecting to see more in this final prelude of what was going on in the movie and i was like wow that's how they're ending it but anyway okay to me this is a 3.5 a total avoid movie i said all my criticisms story matters to me acting matters i didn't buy this girl i wasn't crazy over samuel jackson's character but he did have a lot of comedy lines and things like that and i did enjoy there's a cat in this that transforms into something that was probably my favorite scenes in the movie because because <laughs> these aliens are scared of the cat and you learn why so that was funny you know, so it was kind of interesting. But this is a total void to me. This is, I never want to see this again. What do you got, Phantom? I like this movie a lot. Also, it ha- I think it had very high expectations because it was the very first Marvel movie with a female character, as in, in the lead role. It, it was like huge shoes to fill, really. And I think... It was done okay. I don't think it's a great, fantastic movie, although I really enjoy it. But also, you know, it has Samuel L. Jackson. It has Colson Clark Gregg, who, I mean, he is really beloved in this world. And and seeing him when he just started, that, that was cool. I really enjoyed the scrolls, especially Ben Mendelsohn. Like, he has some scenes that are so funny. Like, so, so funny. And I really enjoy that. So, I think this is a good movie. I think it's a 7 out of 10. And I own it. And I'm happy I I have it. So, if you like it, buy it. All right. 4K disc quality, Lady Phantom. How's that video? I think it's great. But then again, that's just me. (laughs) I think it's just, it's very good. The HDR was used very nicely. I I disagree. There are scenes in it that does use it, but it's not no demo worthy. You're not saying that, are you? No, absolutely not. No. 
I mean, it's clear. There's no grain here. Shot all digital, of course. We got so many digital effects. Yeah, but this movie, like, as opposed to Aquaman, it has a lot of stuff filmed with, like, in real life. that's true. And it it all looks beautiful. It all all looks fantastic. no, No, Aquaman I'd use beautiful for because there was so many colors and worlds in that, like, I could use that No, I'm talking about the real life footage. Beautiful? Yeah. I mean, it was just, it's what you should get with 4K. Are you saying it's above and beyond? No, I'm not saying that either. It's like, it's no Revenant or anything, but it's nice. It's very clear. It shows many different things. There are specular highlights. And it, it shows it her chicken nice. pox marks on her face. I, I could never find those. You said that she had oh, them, but yes. I, 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 I don't know. I like it. I, I, I thought it was decent. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's no demo worthy. Either. And you no. said that you've seen a lot of HDR. I can only remember, and we just watched this 12 hours ago, maybe. A couple scenes that really stood out. Like, she shoots fire and has lightning around her body. Oh, by the way, this lightning that, like, is around her body in a lot of scenes was terrible. Oh, oh I loved God, it. Oh, my God, I thought it was so stupid looking. Oh, I loved it. But there's a lot of that. There's, like, sometimes when she's firing things, I noticed it. There was one scene when the sun was shining in. It got super bright. But there's also some really dark scenes in this, which I was surprised, that like really dropped the color. It almost looked muddy-like, like it was out of the ordinary. I will agree with that, yeah. Like maybe they were down in somewhere and like the light- Very shadowy somehow. Yes, like lifeless-like, like no color in it. Yeah. Like very bland, and I'm like, wow, it could because it was jarring. Because they would be upstairs or something. I can't remember a specific scene. And there would be some light shining through. But then they'd go down into something, into a ship or something. And it was just not like dark. It was just bland. Like models, yeah. It lost all life. And it just didn't look like a 4K movie in these scenes. It didn't happen much. It's probably three to five minutes in the movie. Yeah, but it does happen. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, this is above average, but this is like the least I expect from 4K Mm -hmm. to me. I think we said this on one not too long ago, too. This is one you could say, yes, it's crystal, it's better than Blu-ray, but there's nothing like, ooh, my God, this is so amazing, or something, I gotta show people this. It's just a very clear, vibrant picture. And Phantom's saying she liked the melding of the digital and the human effects. And I think it was very apparent. Maybe that didn't bother you that it was apparent. There are some, like, for example, at some point when when people shoot each other or the the scrolls or something, that, that... yeah, it, it did look kind of jarring. Like, yes, like, and when like she's it was shooting a door or something, and there's a big hole in the no, door I, with smoke coming around it. Okay, that I liked. I mean, I liked many things. And all the fire, digital fire. I mean, that with 4K disc, that, while it didn't look bad or anything, but you know when it's real fire on 4K or not, because all fire pops and it don't even have to have great hdr utilization to do that yeah that is true Mm -hmm. and while the fire was okay in this it's just all the small things smoke around doors little flames her little blue sparks so apparently fake and video gamey to me and i think 4k really highlighted that all right, the audio we both said that's probably the best thing about this yeah surround atmos there's not a super lot of action in this. No, and you know what? There's a scene I remember that it was funny because there were a lot of punches and a lot of this and a lot of that, and it really didn't sound that way. Like they spoke and you heard what they were saying because all the dialogue is perfectly intelligible. But in this particular scene, it was like they said something and you could hear it. 
but it's like the action and the music were in the background uh -huh. somehow. Yeah, I remember. The and scene. and and I wasn't a fan of that. <laughs> yeah, I was like, wait a minute, like this should be more punchy, and it was not for some reason. Like I just said, this isn't what I would call super action film. Like John Wick is like action from start to finish, pretty uh -huh. much. This is shoehorned in in the spots it needed to be, but. This ain't no big action film, I would say. There's a couple main battles mm -hmm. that take place, I don't know, what would you say, maybe 20 to 30 minutes of the movie, of a two-hour movie. Maybe, But it's yeah. sure as heck not nonstop action or nothing, like you're saying of Infinity War and these things are. Even those are not oh, pure really? action. Yeah. Okay, well, to me, I was a little surprised there wasn't as much action as I thought there was going to be. It started that way, and then it gets into this story, and you meet the characters, and you learn a little bit. But there's not really a big, huge battle either, what I was expecting. I think I was expecting it in space, because if you read that synopsis, they say galactic battles. Well, that's only the first 10 minutes of the movie, and then there's no other galactic battles. Yeah, it's like it happens, and then toward the end, it's when she basically takes on an army in space by herself. And yeah, Yes, I mean, and she turns into this thing. <laughs> oh, my God. Phantom probably loved it. But yeah, I did. It, it was so much more fake than even before. It did, Because yes. she gets glowing eyes and dawns a different suit color and everything and it was so i'm gonna say it again and she hates it computer gamery there, anyway. there were some yes that i i will agree in some scenes especially when they showed her like her full body that that did look video gamey i can remember one specifically but yeah i mean it, that that could have been better true and there could have been more fighting but the thing is that I, I think of course they just set up for some sequel in the future in which the ronan the the accuser is called uh, the guy that said he will come back and um th i mean that battle will happen at some point one other thing and this ain't about the 4k disc i think we covered most of that already is does this woman have her kryptonite so to speak not that i know so is this one of the only superheroes that has nothing that can really hurt them well that doesn't really happen in the marvel universe in general like so I, I you're saying in marvel they don't have their kryptonite isn't no. there something most superheroes has that you know that can kill them well, I think Superman is pretty much the only one oh, that has is he? that. Okay, I didn't yeah, know. because if you think about, I mean, Aquaman didn't have anything like that. Wonder Woman doesn't have anything like that. And in the Marvel universe, I mean, of course. There, so then, how yeah. do you kill all these in these Infinity War and Avengers? All these superheroes, they just keep on living. And Thanos and all these, there's just no way to kill these creatures. Well, I will. I suppose you will have to wait and see. No, I'm asking you. What's just, just I'm a general statement? I'm saying it statement. happens. Okay. So what you're saying is that that's not common for a superhero that has something that they got to avoid that will kill them. Not really, because, I mean, and that's another thing with the Marvel Universe. Most of these superheroes are human beings. I mean, they, I mean yes, they do have superpowers, but they can be killed. And I'm guessing if you can get at Captain Marvel and shoot her, yeah, you could kill her, I, I think. All right. What special features are on that disc, Phantom? Okay. The special features are on the Blu-ray. And we have deleted scenes, gag reel, big hero moment, the origin of Nick Fury, the scrolls and the Kree, audio commentary, and more. All right, Phantom, this is the time. What is your grade and recommendation? I wish it were better. <laughs> because, I mean, I, I really like this movie, and I do like the the colors used. I think they did use not the, the wide color gamut, not as much as they could have, but they do use it. I think this, this is a C plus. 
and I do think it's worthy of the upgrade. Oh, well, I'm shocked because she said it was so beautiful. I was expecting a higher yes, grade. But I'm, also, I'm actually higher than you. I'm also honest. Okay, I mean, good for you. You should be. As we all are, because if you're not honest, why are you listening? Because if you don't think a critic's honest, then there's no sense in listening to them because they are giving you their point of view and telling you goods and bad points. So for me, this is a B minus, clear, sharp, detailed, everything. This jarring effect that happened five minutes, really weird. I think it made a movie like this stand out more fake. But still, it felt like you were there in a lot of scenes. It was really cool and stuff. The sound was very good in this. Center channel, excellent. You could hear everybody. And the surrounds with the stuff going by you, when there was that action, was really good. So I got B-. minus. This is definitely worthy. If this is your style film, if you're a superhero collector or like these movies, absolutely, it's a must, right? Yeah. For you, it's a must. Yes, and I will say that maybe I was a little, it's just that that one scene where the action, I, I told you, it felt like it was kind of modeled and the sound was not that great. That hurt it a little for me, but I um, I might go to a B minus. No change in your C plus. <laughs> no, C plus. Because our average will be C plus plus, and we do have a couple of them. All right. That's going to wrap up episode 37, Captain Marvel. I am Bill Shetty. That woman sitting across from me is Lady Phantom, and we want you to go to BillShetty.com and leave us a request, suggestion, recommendation for a movie you want us to cover. But for both of us, we'll catch you on the next Movies in 4K. Movies in 4K.